Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Simply Vegan podcast with me, Holly Johnson, and my co-host, Gabriella Clark. So we thought we'd kick off episode three today talking about World Vegan Day, which falls on the 1st of November, um, this Sunday coming. It's a day that marks the beginnings of the Vegan Society, which was set up in 1944 by a man called Donald Watson. And he coined the term vegan, which was kind of, uh, he sort of blended the beginnings and the ends of the word vegetarian. And it, it, was, it was used to mean non-dairy vegetarian, but obviously went on to, to mean no eggs and honey or anything from animals at all. And today the Vegan Society encouraged everyone to take a vegan pledge for 30 days throughout November. So Gabrielle and I thought we'd share some some tips for anyone who's trying vegan this month, things that kind of helped us out when we first went vegan three, three or so years ago. So do you want to start with yours, Gabriella? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Um, so really great time if you are at the start of your vegan journey. I don't think there's ever been as good a time as now to start um, thinking about either going plant-based or introducing more um, plant-based meals into your diet. Um, and I'd say if it's something that you're doing as a 30-day pledge, to really see it as a period of time to experiment and enjoy it I think sometimes the misconception is that your switch to a vegan diet or your 30-day vegan challenge is a time of depriving yourself of things but actually there's so much available that it's a really great time to experiment so taking things that maybe were a small part of your meals before or a small component of your dinners and making them the the hero and finding new ways to enjoy foods that maybe you've overlooked knowing that you're getting amazing health benefits from it as well and um, as I say there's never been a good t- a better time to be vegan with all of the 
plant-based alternatives that are out there. So great opportunity to get trying these. Um, and yeah, just get in the kitchen and experiment as much as you can, cooking with your family, your friends. Um, a great way to understand and try out different vegan meals and recipes is through Instagram. For me, that's a massive way of me finding inspiration to cook different meals every week. So finding those influences that really create content and recipes that inspire you or link to things that you enjoy. And I think as well, finding a, a balance between those really great healthy, nutritious, vegan recipes with people like Deliciously Ella, but then also having fun and trying to turn your old favorites from your meat and dairy diet into a vegan version. So there's lots of ways you can experiment with um, with doing that as well. Yeah, I think um, I think that's exactly the way, Try, you know, not sort of recreating exactly what you ate when you ate meat and dairy, necessarily but just yeah just trying new ways of cooking I think that's what really excited me about going vegan I did a um a workshop which really helped me to understand ingredients like nutritional yeast which adds kind of a nutty cheesy flavor to things or or using cashews to make cheese sauce I just found that incredible Mm. um so yeah, I think, I mean, there, I, I'd imagine there's probably some quite good online courses at the moment out there. Mm, yeah, um, for sure. My number one tip for when you first go vegan would be to read as much as possible. Um, mm-hmm. When I went vegan, I was so excited and so kind of, I've seen the light. <laughs> I've yeah. seen the light and everybody should see the light too because this is incredible we've you know I felt like I'd found the cure for something you know all the world's ills it was you know, it was good for your health it was going to save animals lives it was good it's going to save the planet and I just wanted to share that with everybody um however some people aren't ready to kind of be you know be told that even though I felt like I was kind of saying it in a really excitable way rather than Mm. judgmental um some people can get very defensive because it's it's kind of a a criticism of their lifestyle and their eating Mm. habits um and I did find it really hard I'm quite a fairly sensitive person and I I did I did you know I did fall out with with people family and friends um because they just didn't really want to hear it Mm -hmm. Um, and also I think people will challenge you they'll say but you're eating lots of soya and that's really bad for the environment or you're eating almonds and you know there were Mm. so many um counter arguments Mm -hmm. where'd you get your b12 and I didn't know the answers and that made me feel um really small and you know I sort of lost confidence and it was a really confusing time for me but I think the more I read and watched, there's so many documentaries now on um, on Netflix. Definitely. Um, you know, you've got obviously the classic Cowspiracy, which I know has turned a lot of people vegan. That's actually the driver for me going vegan. I was pescatarian and then watched Cowspiracy. And that day was the last day I ate anything dairy or fish. 
Transparency <laughs> did it for me. <laughs> very, like I said, I'm quite sensitive. So watching anything like that is quite traumatic for me. So, um, yeah, I just, <laughs> once I, you know, started to look into it, you don't have to watch terrible footage that's going to mm. you know, keep you awake at night. Um, there's films like What the Health, um, yeah. there's books like um, How Not to Die, which is fantastic. It's full of research that, that just kind of every every ailment you could think of you know you could just kind of look it up and there's study after study that supports plant-based diets being the best way forward so it kind of just um, establishes in your own mind that you're doing the right thing Mm. and um and also you know when people do ask you those awkward questions you have the answer rather than like oh I don't know (laughs) definitely and I think you know there is, like you say, lots of people have a lot of questions and some people do feel slightly on the defensive um, because it is a counter argument to say the lifestyle that they're living. But that was also the lifestyle that you were living at some point. And so for me, my decision to go vegan was something I felt really passionate about but I was also really mindful not to put loads of pressure on myself to say I'm vegan for the rest of my life it was right this is obviously a very important issue and it's something that I feel I need to do but I am going to allow myself to go on this journey and to gather more information and if someone asks me a question I don't know the answer to yet great that's another thing I can go away and and learn about and for me the best way I've been able to not convince other people to go vegan but to show a vegan lifestyle in a positive way is to show how much I enjoy it how much I enjoy learning all of these facts and I'm not sitting sitting an exam to prove to people that I'm getting enough b12 calcium protein (laughs) I'm I'm doing it because I'm really passionate about reducing the impact that I'm having on the planet, learning more about my health and nutrition than I ever have, and also finding different ways to be experimental with the food that I eat. And I was actually having a conversation with a friend today who's we both agreed that we have a more varied diet now, even though we are maybe perceived to eat less types of food than we did before yeah yeah that's so true I I just love cooking now and just Mm. constantly experiment and and just yeah so many different ways to use grains and nuts and seeds and vegetables it's it's incredible and it's also colorful and it, it is an exciting way to eat I think it's certainly not like you said um something to see as you know I've cut this out I've cut this out I'm depriving myself yeah yeah, exactly Um, and also I mean as much as your time and lifestyle can afford you to do eating out either in 100% plant-based or vegan restaurants or restaurants with really great vegan menus um, is a really amazing way to see how people are cooking essentially with really simple ingredients and turning it into nutritious satisfying and delicious meals yeah what's um what's your favorite restaurant 
my favorite restaurant. Well, I live um, not too far from London. And I have to say there is just a wealth of incredible vegan options. Uh, two favorites for me. So one of my favorite food uh, cuisines is Indian food. I spent yeah. some time in India um, at the end of last year, in the beginning of this, this year. And there is a restaurant in North London near... I think it's in Walthamstow actually called Spice Box and it was set up by a, a girl who started selling the food in like traditional tiffin tins that you get in India from her house I believe so she was selling it just as a takeaway or delivery option and then the popularity grew and she now has a restaurant and it is some of the most authentic delicious Indian food I've ever eaten and it's a hundred percent plant-based I still dream about the onion bhajis the samosas the korma which is obviously normally quite a creamy dairy-based dish and she's managed to create the exact same flavor but in a plant-based way oh wow so for me Spice box is one of my favorite. And the second one, I love pizza and purezza. Oh, yes. It's probably, I'd say, my favorite vegan pizza. So I think they've branched out of London now or in Brighton and Bristol. Yeah. And Hove, maybe as well. Um, but their vegan pizzas and their vegan cheesy dough balls are out of this world. So they would be my two favorites, I think. How about you? I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> I know, I'm thinking, can I get pizza for dinner? <laughs> yeah. yeah, suddenly my sort of baked potato or whatever. I'm not sounding so exciting. Um, well, obviously, I'm not near anywhere as trendy as London. I am in deepest, darkest Dorset. Um, it's, not, it's not as well catered for. However, a lot I mean all the chain restaurants now even places like um you know Harvester and Beezies mm-hmm. Nando's you know they they've all got so many great options and they're constantly striving to bring out you know new vegan alternatives which is amazing I think in terms of chain restaurants for me Wagamama's is one of the best there's Wagamama's all over the country, so fairly accessible. And their vegan menu is imaginative. You can get the classics that you might have enjoyed pre-being vegan in a vegan way. I really feel when I go there and I eat with friends who aren't vegan that I'm not left with a poor vegan option. I have as much variety and deliciousness to choose from. Yeah. I love it there. They've got, um, I think they teamed up with Gaz Oakley, didn't they? And created a vegan egg. They did, yeah. It's very exciting. And then they've got the, is it Yasai Katsu Curry? Which is like, I think it's like breaded aubergine and sweet potato with the um, the katsu, creamy katsu sauce. They do. They have the Yasai Katsu and then the very greatly named Vagatsu, which is the kind of like a mock chicken I suppose which is every bit as indulgent and delicious so they're really good really good options I hope everyone listening isn't (laughs) salvating as quite as much as us now (laughs) I am definitely thinking about dinner and I've not long had my lunch so (laughs) oh well this is it it's all about being excited about food isn't it so hopefully even if we've inspired just one person to 
you know, perhaps try going vegan for World Vegan Month, that is incredible. And I just think take it one step at a time. Don't beat yourself up. If you if you slip up, you have a bit of cheese or, you know, even some meat or fish, just, just carry on. It happened. And there was, you know, a couple of times through the start of the, you know, the first few months that I was vegan that I did realise I'd accidentally consumed, let's say, egg noodles in a dish. It's not the end of the world. You're already doing such an amazing thing by making a conscious effort to change the way that you eat and the way that you consume. So, yeah, don't put that pressure on yourself at all. Um, And actually, the benefits, I'm sure, that you will feel by the as you progress through being vegan will be enough to convince you to continue because for me they were huge both physically and mentally. Shall we move on to the news that again in London so near you um, (laughs) UK's first fully vegan butchers opening yes um, on World Vegan Day so this coming Sunday which is incredibly exciting. It's run by, I think it's Rudy's Vegan Diner, um, and they have created Rudy Rudy's Vegan Butchers. And they'll be selling everything from pastrami to chicken to turkey to, I think, even lobster. And I, so when I was reading this story, I was thinking, okay, another amazing place in London, which I can't access and doubt I ever will, but this, this is still great. And then... I looked into it and they are delivering nationwide. Yes. So very, very excited. <laughs> no need to be deprived in the deepest, darkest sauce <laughs> <it> anymore. <laughs> no. And I think your first order comes with a free pack of bacon. So um, get your orders in quick. <laughs> sure, that'll be flying off the shelves. For me as well, I had a little smile on my face when I read about this news story in the same week I read that we are no longer allowed to use the words milk, cheese, because I think it's the perfect antidote to that to say, who cares? We're opening opening a vegan butchers. Yeah. Loved it. Um, you can follow them on Instagram. Uh, if you just Google Rudy's Vegan Butchers, um, you'll find them to find out more. So lastly, let's talk about Aldi. So this is, uh, you know, very accessible to to mm. most people throughout the UK. Do you shop there? We do, actually. We do. Yeah. I have really um, grown fond of Aldi recently. We, unfortunately, our closest um, supermarket is Lidl's. Obviously, Aldi's rival, and our Lidl's is just well, it's just not very good at all. I mean, you're lucky to find maybe a pack of Linda McCartney veggie sausages um, and not much else. So, um, I have to travel a little bit further to Aldi, but their range is just you know ever growing. I think they had the um, they received a, an award from uh, Peter in um, September of this year, and now they've bought out uh, a sort of more budget range, including vegan chicken nuggets and vegan fish fingers. So you know, making it really easy for families who are on low budgets, especially in the year that we've had, people have you know lost their jobs, they're struggling to get by. Um, just making it easier to make that choice to not 
future children meet necessarily. I bought them to try them out. Um, the 99p for a bag of, um, I think it's eight chicken nuggets and the same price for a bag of eight um, fish fing- vegan fish fingers. And they're wow. really good. I mean, the kids love them. The chicken nuggets, they did leave a slightly odd taste in my mouth afterwards. But I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't usually eat things like that. So I don't mm. know. But, you know, get a bit of ketchup on them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fish finger sandwich. Yeah. So they're, they're, um, they've got a really sort of golden breadcrumb around them. Um, and they've got paprika and turmeric, which kind of give, you know, to give them the colour. Mm-hmm. great I, I honestly don't think younger children would notice brilliant well done Aldi the only downside is they I've learned today they've discontinued their plant menu pizzas which were actually my daughter's favorite I don't know if you've tried them oh, I haven't tried them but I have seen them were they the the frozen ones yeah they're frozen and one was barbecue jackfruit there was a mm-hmm. spicy cauliflower and another one and like a meaty one and oh, it was so good. So, yeah, very sad to see they've discontinued those, especially after receiving an award. But yeah, that seems strange. Hopefully they're making way for something even more delicious and exciting. Next up, I speak to Nikki Webster from Rebel Recipes. finally meet you albeit virtually because we've worked together well for a good few years haven't we but always via email so it feels like I feels like I do know you it's it's amazing isn't it these days you know you've definitely you know you can you know get a really good feel of someone's character and have a relationship but yeah not actually met in person this is more more of an in-person meeting isn't it yeah it is yeah so we we featured lots of your lovely recipes in Simply Vegan and obviously you've done loads with um, our sister title, Vegan Food and Living. Um, so, yeah, it's really nice to, to see you and have you on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> so, shall we start at the beginning yeah. and go back to when you went vegan and why? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's probably... Uh said it quite a few, sort of a few times but um I didn't it wasn't really a decision at all actually because it was just a natural thing that happened when I was albeit I suppose I was semi-vegan but um from really really young age I just sort of refused to eat meat and and I had had a dairy uh, intolerance so basically even from a really young age, I was pretty much eating a, a vegan diet. Um, and I definitely had probably, you know, due to my sort of, you know, family pressure, my mum trying to make me eat a few things and not have a, well, how she thought was an extremely limited diet. Yeah. Um, and just like, oh, she's so fussy. She's not eating this. And now she's got dairy intolerance. And, you know, there wasn't amazing, great alternatives, you know, around back then. So she was definitely worried. But um, I was just really stubborn. And I was just like, oh, I'm just, you know, not going to eat that meat, basically, because I think it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, so I sort of, you know, sort of muddled through, really. Um, and then I got really interested in cooking when I was a teenager. And that's, um, and I suppose when I took more sort of ownership of what I was eating, I realised that actually there were foods that I like to eat, i.e., you know, vegetables and, you know, actually things I thought were more flavoursome, you know, and that's when I started, you know, putting curry paste in everything and using more spices and, um, and this whole new world of vegetables and pulses and, and things like that, um, you know, 
suddenly became apparent to me and I was like wow there's a lot of food out there that I actually do want to eat um but for that no I was I was sort of vegan but just eating you know not not very much and sort of limited food really yeah there wasn't really a sort of like a pivotal moment when the decision it was just something that felt really normal and sort of instinctive to me um and then obviously when I got older I started learning more about you know well why don't I want to eat animals you know is it just is something wrong about animal welfare and all the environmental stuff I you know became more aware of as well so yeah uh, sort of that all came later but it was just like a you know instinctive thing yeah it's quite an unusual time, isn't it, to get into cooking when you're a teenager? How old were you? We sort of yeah, like thirteen, fourteen. Um, it, it, it was strange, but I think it was by necessity because it, if I, I mean, my mum is actually a very good cook, but she cooks uh, traditional stuff, and you know, in back then it was basically meat and potatoes and gravy and shepherd's pies and yeah. you know bolognese <laughs> and and if uh so I was like well you know if I'm if, if I don't want to eat that I'm gonna have to find something and she just eventually just sort of uh, uh, sort of said look Nick just have your own food budget and cook you know basically I don't know how much it was maybe like few pounds a week whatever you know 10 pounds a week or something and uh, you know get what you want and you take responsibility and that was you know amazing and I was just like happy days I've got the lentils I've got my veg and yeah and she actually did buy me some really helpful books I think there was a uh like a sort of like a, a Sophie Grigson book at the time years ago and and yeah, she, she really tried to sort of find some helpful resources for me um and yeah I just went from there started started cooking and experimenting that's amazing yeah because most teenagers just kind of eat whatever don't they they're not really thinking about health and nutrition and cooking for themselves no and I mean I still obviously liked you know like like pizza but you know but I, but I was still like my own bases and you know and just have loads of veg toppings and yeah I just I don't know as soon as I started I was like this is great you know yeah. I just love it and I can actually make th- things I like um but yeah it was it was yeah strange strange child so at what point did you set up Rebel Recipe well um it was um oh five years ago now so yeah 2015 so that's gone gone extremely fast so I was you know sort of work, still working in my my marketing job well I had sort of various food marketing jobs basically um to Oh, desserts, uh, cereal, uh, and salad was my was my last one. And I did sort of you know um, uh, yeah marketing, digital marketing, and sort of brand management, and, and all sorts of things, product development, and uh, and yeah. So basically, I set up my blog and social channels at the same time as working uh, because I just felt that it was something I really wanted to do. Of course, you know I didn't really have any sort of huge expectations because I was. Uh, well, I, mean, I don't, didn't really know what I was doing, but I suppose I did have a little bit of sort of marketing and, and, and yeah. social media background, so that's helpful. Yeah, it's just a really lovely creative outlet um, that I'd sort of been thinking about for some time doing. And then finally, in 2015, I sort of started badly. and <laughs> I did start everything. And yeah, I went from there, basically. Did you learn to photograph food or did you just pick that up as you went along? Your, your food photography is just beautiful. Yeah, but you should see some of my first photos. They were absolutely <laughs> awful, awful. Um, yeah, if you know, anyone delved back into the, you know the first blog post and things, it's um, yeah, not, not good. Yeah, no, I completely taught myself, but it was something that I was really interested in, um, and I think it was sort of a sort of a, a natural process, really, because I 
obviously, yep, started my blog, started my social channels, and I, and I started all of them. But um, I was particularly interested in Instagram. It just, was just sort of super appealing to me, being a sort of really visual person. Um, and I sort of pretty much, you know, quite quickly realised that if I wanted to anyone to actually be interested in my food, I had to improve my food photos. I mean, it was you know, 15 years, um, you know, uh, 2015, so it was a while ago, so it's, it's not the sort of, you know, very slick platform it is now, it was a, bit, yeah. a little bit more, you know, taking photos of your food, so it was a bit more forgiving, um, but I thought, mm, okay, I, I really do need to to improve things, so I, yeah, I just really quite obsessively sort of observed what other people were doing um, in terms of, like, structure of the photos and colours and um yeah and started to, to really really practice and sort of you know post every day and eventually I just sort of got a bit better but um I think I you know I was still at sort of the 100,000 follower mark on Instagram I think I was still using my phone so it was you know it it, it yeah I mean I was still managed to get you know a good enough result to um to yeah to grow grow my following and then finally it got to the stage where I was I was thinking well this is just you know it's a bit limiting you know I can I can produce a result but it's it's not really what I you know what I where I want to get to um and then yeah bought my first camera which in fact I have still got so my camera and uh and yes I was playing around I'm not very good at um I mean I, I can you know go on, I would go on a course or something but I'm I'm how I learn I'm much better at sort of just trying and sort of experimenting and and you know learning through experience so that's what I'm what I did basically yeah I think you've got such a distinctive style to your photography I can always spot one of your dishes a mile off and it just really always looks so so good you know so colorful and delicious and it's like ah there's one of Nikki's yeah. it's, I, I mean and that definitely evolved over time you know I just I think I must intrinsically love that sort of you know cozy rustic sort yeah. of you know aesthetic with some sort of you know popping colors and just try and make everything look as delicious as possible your first cookbook which is full of these beautiful images of all your lovely food um that came out at the end of 2019 which seems like forever ago now after what's happened this year doesn't it (laughs) it really does it was a whole different world wasn't it it was yeah so how did that come about so um well, I think like many sort of aspiring uh, sort of, you know, foodies, bloggers, um, uh, would-be cookbook authors. I mean, I think as soon as I sort of started, people started to get a little bit more interested in my recipes and cook from them and, you know, I started to grow my channels and things. Um, you know, I always thought, well, oh, wouldn't it be amazing if I had a cookbook? Um, and I and it was it was it was quite a it was quite a slow process at the time I felt that other my my peers you know were maybe getting book deals before me um which which was actually the case (laughs) um and I went yeah through this very sort of lumpy process so when I and oh my goodness yeah 2016 I was very lucky enough to win which wasn't that long after I started my blog um the Soul Association blog of the year award and um I was approached by a few agents at that point and I you know started working with a, a literary agent but but honestly you know what I was producing at the time was 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 not not good enough and it was wasn't great um so that was not an overly fruitful experience and and I felt you know a little bit sort of scarred and just all sort of sad and dejected and, was, and took it all very personally but it was completely because it was because it just wasn't 
very good. Um, so, so I could sure forget it that point. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, mm, not not the best. Um, and then, and then, oh my goodness, like the time timelines have all blurred. But probably around two, maybe a little bit more than two years ago, um, I was approached by American publisher, and um they asked whether I was interested in you know considering writing a book and then we sort of had a chat for for a while um and came with some up you know up with some ideas they were really interested um and then my friend Bettina um had just launched her first book and she's like she's like okay I think I think that you should actually explore this with sort of UK publishers as well so she introduced me to her agent and I sort of quickly worked up a proposal and that was sent out to sort of the UK publishers and had um it's all about timing I think and 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 obviously I think the proposal was, was sort of better uh and then I had quite a lot of interest from from publishers so so it was a completely different situation and then finally I decided to work with um Absolute who are part of Bloomsbury which is amazing lo- really lovely and then yeah worked on the book for about a year <laughs> and then it came out just before Christmas which is amazing wow that's, that's quite a long time isn't it to produce yeah and and I think that I mean my my last my last project was much much faster um but it was a different sort of sort of book but um yeah no they and I think that was um that was part of their process and they like to give people you know like you know their authors a long time to to work on the recipes and then it, there's there's always quite a sort of a, a gap between actually finishing I think everything was finished and completed in June and it didn't come up for six months oh. later so it was just sort of you know getting everything printed and things yeah it's such a lovely book I've um I've I've done a quite a few recipes from it actually we had we had friends around and you know when the friends aren't vegan you have that pressure that you need to kind of not try and convert them but you're just like I need to make vegan food really really delicious and look amazing so that they you know they'll sort of might even consider it like a tiny bit so we did um the open lasagnas oh great well that's that's more of like a dinner party type dish I I would say Yeah. yeah And oh, they were so good with the truffle oil and oh, great! So were the guests happy? Very happy. Yeah, they were really impressed, and they have actually, um, I think, started eating more sort of veggie vegan food since. So (laughs) all down to you, Nikki. I I, I could not be happier. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, where do you get inspiration from for your dishes? You know what? All over. Um, A lot of in my in rebel recipes that, that cookbook and sort of a lot of my recipes actually they're they're definitely inspired by um lots of the traveling I used to do in the, in the old world the old so yeah basically in my in my 20s I did tons of of traveling um all over a lot, lot of time in Asia in particular loads of time in India and yeah all over Asia went backpacking for six months and I've done a number of projects in India so that's been hugely inspiring um and uh yeah and also sort of you know North Africa and, and places like that so and the Middle East so that's been hugely impactful in terms of my cooking style because I just think those um regions just do plant-based food amazingly they you know they've been doing it for year forever uh and they just know how to layer flavors you know work with spices work with textures and and that's what I personally think makes amazing you know plant-based food um so it's it's not really my style to do it to like a meat replacement because I'm not interested in in eating meat you know I want to celebrate vegetables and you know pulses and nuts and seeds and things and I think you know those are the sort of regions and cultures that do that 
amazingly. Yeah. Um, and then apart from that, honestly, everywhere, you know, I really love as, you know, using, you know, seasonal veg and things. And, you know, I'm really huge fan of, um, you know, seasonal and organic food. So, um, so th- actually that drives a lot these days. So, you know, I always have my organic box, veg box, and then I go, okay, what can, what can I create with my, all the beetroot I've got to, this week or, yeah. you know, so that drives a lot of my inspiration. And then I just think about sort of flavors and, com- and combining things and then everywhere, you know, sort of, Cook, cookery books, restaurants, my friends' food, you know, get inspiration from from everything. It's, it's lovely hearty food, isn't it? It's, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your new book mm-hmm. is aimed at the younger generation. Yes. So sort of helping, I mean, what age would you say it's aimed at? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of 12 plus, but yeah. sort of young adults, really. But I mean, I personally think that anyone would be, you know, it was actually useful to anyone or Definitely. family in particular, because it's just very accessible, um, sort of easy, sort of starting your sort of delving into to vegan food um, type yeah. recipes. Um, but definitely in terms of the sort of information that's because uh, it's, you know, partly recipes and partly textbook, uh, giving sort of information about, um, you know, reasons for being plant based or ve- vegan or any you know, environmental re- um, um, reasons. And uh, yeah, all, all sorts of hopefully helpful information. Um, so, yeah. So basically young people, but I'm hoping it will be, you know, appealing to, uh, you know, sort of families as well. and, and yeah. older really the sort of book that I w- wished I'd had when I was younger um because yeah just to give that sort of starting point of here's some sort of fundamental basic recipes which are very accessible they're not scary in terms of flavors they're sort of very very familiar um but also I have um sort of tried to ensure they are quite healthy and I didn't I didn't want it to be really worthy but at the same time I think that's something that's particularly worrying for people you know especially if you are a younger person you know are they actually going to get the you know nutritional requirements that that is necessary um and that was certainly something my mum was you know panicking about not that it made any difference I was still like you know but, but I did sort of go like uh, right now I'm embracing all the vegetables and stuff um but you know some some you know kids aren't like that and some people aren't like that they don't necessarily they're not that interested in eating yeah. vegetables and pulses and being su- you know having a super uh, strict diet and I, and I don't think you, you need to but I think it's good to have like an eye on you know what what are the requirements and hit and have some easy ways of sort of incorporating some of those into your you know into your daily weekly meal planning so over the past few years um obviously plant-based cooking has really gone mainstream and obviously you know, the fact that you've had all these huge clients like Sainsbury's and Waitrose just goes to show that, you know, there's there's a, an appetite for plant-based cooking, isn't there? Um, how do you see things developing over the next few years? Well, I mean, I think it's a really interesting time generally. I mean, my my usual thought on this is that things are just going to continue to expand and grow and um, you know, the market has changed so much. It's way, way, way more sort of, you know, normalised and every day now that, you know, the expectation is that, you know, there are plant based options in the supermarket and restaurants. And, you know, it, it's and and that's going to only going to continue. Um, my only sort of thinking at the moment is that, you know, the world has changed a little bit and there's so many other things that are on, you know, probably maybe a little bit more um, at the for- forefront of people's mind at the moment that, maybe I fear that you know sort of you know environmental issues have potentially taken a little bit of a backseat 
Um, but I can tell, I, but I can understand that. Even if people are worried about their their you know their <laughs> personal income and safety and yeah. you know what's happening in the world, I think that's completely understandable. So yeah, so I think it's a definitely as a long term trend. You know, it's only going to continue, and people are going to be more interested in having a more of a plant based lifestyle. But you know, yeah, not. I'm just. I think everything's just so uncertain at the moment. Definitely. It's hard to predict. that's it for episode three of the simply vegan podcast see you at the same time next week ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.